and it just repeats over and over again. Like Vel has killed Mallory like probably hundreds of fucking times. <laughs> Mallory How do you just, keep getting past all my minions, dude? Th- that Mallory. is legit what she asks. <laughs> Mallory just walks in. Hey guys, hey Mallory. Yeah, basically, basically, it got to a point where Vel's just like, "How does she keep getting up here?" And then like her right hand, you know, uh, minions just like, "Oh, I mean, we're we're just we're letting it through." I'm just gonna be honest. We're we're not fighting. And Vel's like, "You can't do that." Hello, hello. Welcome into Ant-Man Plus, episode 21. I'm your host, Alex Light. Joined with me as always, I got Zach here in studio. I got Josh over the phone. Zach, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Josh, how are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. We're here back once again, as always, talk about lots of different stuff going on in the anime manga world. We we are adding a new anime to our lineup that now bumps us up to nine different shows that we're watching between the three of us. We're adding uh, ReZero to the lineup which josh is watching currently shout out to that uh we got some different news involving like some manga sales the drama continues to promise neverland some stuff involving hunter hunter maybe and then our normal manga ratings for the week we also have like a it's not really that big of a deal but it's something zach pitch it's on low key because it came out of the fucking blue we didn't really prepare for it or plug it last week or anything it's literally like, <laughs> hey let's do this oh right, that's a good idea uh we're gonna have like a little valentine's day type of special shout out to you know valentine's day is just uh here coming up very very soon just a couple days away uh so basically we're just going to kind of talk about like favorite romance series or, or favorite ships that we've had in series that we've read in the past shout out to that uh first thoughts on a new manga called witch watch uh that is now part of weekly shonen jump going to talk about that uh this upcoming week we have the uh the Kaloon's ball parade uh which is going to be the last new series of the current lineup that we recently got and with uh these four new series that we've got here recently uh we're probably going to also see some axing being done of a couple of them that we'll talk about here in just a minute uh but first and foremost let me run through the plugs real quick uh, if you're interested in like gaming movies tv stuff like that you can always go check out my other podcast lighthearted we do have the pokemon 25th anniversary special coming out sometime in the near future don't know when i believe it's now coming out in march but we'll see uh you can also go follow us on our social social platform most notably go just follow us on twitter that's the one that's the only one we fucking use uh at animan podcast and at lighthearted pod if you want to support us further the patreon is a great way to do so no pressure though shout out to our tier four patron jared i appreciate you all right so let's go ahead and just jump into it you know let's dive head first into the news here so the first thing let's talk about hunter 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 everyone uh you know, you know, if you read manga, you watch anime, you know the tales of Hunter Hunter with how long it's been on fucking hiatus. A series that may potentially never possibly be over. Or is it? We'll see. Uh, the voice actors, the Japanese voice actors for Gone and Killer. Is that correct? That's it, right? Killua. Killua? Fuck. Kill- yeah, or Killua. It depends on hate. Oh, I'm so bad at this. Why am I hosting this fucking show? <laughs> uh, apparently they're recording on a new project that they have referred to as that project don't know what that means though could it be the return of the hunter hunter anime or possibly a new movie maybe even a game who knows who fucking knows at this point uh but the gone voice uh actress has made the comment that she is returning to her starting point which hunter hunter was her first major role so kind of uh big questions in the air about what this is like what is this new project you know, is it a movie? Is it uh, the return of the anime? Is it a game? Is it, like, I, I don't know. Uh, it's a play. Could be a play. Who fucking knows, right? Josh, uh, what, what, what are some of your thoughts on this? You were you were kind of pitching some thoughts around on what this could potentially be. 
Yeah, no, I was, uh, you know, the, the meme one is that it's more Jump Force DLC. <laughs> yeah. Which, shout out point, to that. Which actually, I guess, makes sense. Um, but originally I was like, eh, I don't think they're recording Hunter Hunter because if they are, like, the, where the anime is at, pretty much the last port, part you see gone in Killua. Because then after that, it's uh, more a Karapika story. But then I started thinking about how long it's been a hiatus and how maybe the author had given his notes to the studio for them to just continue producing it as an anime instead of him doing it as a manga since it's been on hiatus for so long. Mm-hmm. You got me thinking that it, that actually could be possible because they would have about 50-ish episodes of the manga content that's been made so far. And if they've blown past that, you know, and introduced Gone and Killua back into the series, it, that could be a highly possible thing that could happen. But, uh, you know, until we get more information, uh, there's really not a lot to go on. And so it's a lot of people getting their hopes up over something that could be nothing. Which is the internet. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it comes to, uh, like, you know, for the Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon community. You get one little tidbit and everyone jumps for joy about something and gets over, you know, overexcited for stuff. And, that, and that's kind of what's happening here is the Hunter Hunter community is just taking this and getting super fucking pumped. So it's just like, you know, hey, this yeah. is important to note. Uh, but let's just, you know, temper some expectations here. You know, what I like to see for, you know, even though I have not checked out the series, what I like to see for Hunter Hunter fans, um, that maybe he has given his notes to do the anime. Yeah, I mean, that'd be fantastic for Hunter Hunter fans. But is that going to happen? I don't know. I, I would probably say no, uh, just because of how stubborn he is on wanting to finish it himself, you know? Yeah, I sort of yeah. agree with that because we've talked about that before. Yeah. He is very stubborn. I mean, my hopes is maybe it is something animated. Yeah. And maybe it's a callback of some sort. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, for Hunter Hunter fans, I really hope nothing but, like, good news for the Hunter Hunter fans yeah. out there. I really do. Like, I have not checked out this series, but I really, I'm hoping for something good out of this. Now, there's also speculation it could be, like, a video game because a lot of yeah. people want, like, think, like, Hunter Hunter would make a really good, like, RPG game. Mm-hmm. And they've, the series even does Greed Island, which is basically... Yeah, kind of an RPG anyway so a lot of people are like speculating that but as far as it goes like unless he's given the notes to the studio or the studio is just like alright man it's been a while we're just going to go ahead and like we're going to roll with it and see what happens and just like continues to anime I don't see it being the anime and I don't see it being a movie either because um, Hunter Hunter already has a couple movies and I don't really see what a, another movie at this point is going to do for anything because the series is still extremely popular yeah but like do a crossover the years later of Hunter yeah, Hunter people... and Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> Let's it, go. Maybe. I mean, Yu Yu Hakusho is getting that uh, Netflix adaptation. Yeah. Hey, maybe so that I, could maybe that could be that project. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but but here's another important thing: is like where the uh, the gone gone voice actress is like, you know, going back to the beginning. While Hunter Hunter is her breakout role, it's not her first at all. True. So there's literally a ton of things in her, you know, catalog on her IMDb list that you can go back to that could be anything that's not Hunter Hunter. Now Hunter Hunter is the only thing that both those voice actresses are part of, aside from Pokemon. Pokemon is another thing that they're both part of. So you know, there there could be something there. 
Yeah, maybe. I will say after you guys talking about it, I wouldn't. I think seeing a game for it would actually be pretty hype. Um, I'm not going to expect that. Obviously, we got to keep our expectations low. But now that you guys talk about it like that, that'd actually be pretty cool. That'd be about that. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe we could get that. Maybe we could get the crossover. You Hawk Show Hunter Hunter crossover. Maybe it's, maybe that's the project they're referring to. We don't, we'll see. We'll see. I hope not. <laughs> Why do you hope not? Because I don't. I don't want to see that. I don't like it when like things cross over like the one piece dragon ball d toriko uh toriko thing i didn't like it i don't like it when things cross over the rave master fairy tale crossover that one was okay i and i have not checked out the heroes manga which is the eden zero fairy tale rave master crossover that hero wrote uh but the fairy tale rave master one was okay that one was all right but you know i don't know we'll see uh, hopping over there, let's uh, let's let's touch on Promise Neverland. We've talked a little bit about uh, the drama before, where they've cut out like a really key character from the series. I got the uh, the internet kind of pissed off, but uh, now it's just gotten worse. Uh, now they've cut out what seems to be an entire fucking arc from the anime, which has the fans really questioning what the hell is going on with the anime. I mean, from what I'm understanding, as someone who's not checked out Promise Neverland in the slightest, from what I'm, I'm gathering here is they've cut out about 60 chapters worth of an, of an arc. And also, to give a little bit of comparison, apparently this arc is really fucking top tier uh someone that kind of made a comparison is like it would be as if like let's say for an example they cut out the pain arc from naruto this is an example of how notable this arc is so i i don't it really makes me question what the fuck is going on over there at the promised neverland arc you know zach has kind of touched on promised neverland in the past not up to the point of where you know this drama is happening at but it's something you might look into now maybe yeah, I considered it. I may pick it up when I get a chance and see exactly what is missing, if it is such an important arc, but which if it is, it may also tell me more about the character they took out if they took him out and were planning this ahead of time, which yeah. would be obvious. Right, yeah. I, I know yeah. whenever we originally talked about the character being taken out, you were just like, really? You know, that character? Yeah, because I do know the character, and as I stopped reading right about that same time, but I still at the time kept up with Neverland, so I saw bits and pieces of things that happened, which is probably during this time that this stuff happened, but I don't know the actual context of when it happened because I did stop reading. Right, right. I, don't know. I also feel like, I feel like also it's also important to throw out there that uh, The Promised Neverland is only in the second season, and this sure. most recent episode is a recap arc, or a recap episode of the first five episodes. So that's also kind of like an important thing to throw out there is like, why did they just randomly throw in the recap episode when they've only had five episodes so far? A lot, a, lot of people been, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people were pissed off about that. They're like, there's only fucking five episodes. Why are you going to throw a recap? Right. It, it, it just sounds like right now, Promise Neverland is a giant fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> that is basically yeah. what I'm gathering right now is everything about it is a, pr- a fucking dumpster fire and I feel horrible for the fans. Yeah, it sounds like that I mean, studio's like, jacked up and doesn't either doesn't know what's going on, had no real plan for it or something's gone wrong. Right. Just yeah, completely legit. fucking botched it and just doing their own fucking thing. Before season two even aired, I had read an interview um, with the studio that had makes Promise Neverland. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how they did like the first season and how like it, you know, everyone liked it and they can't wait to like, you know, show everyone the second season. They think everyone's gonna love it, and it's just been nothing but like people shitting on the second season. I I would, I would doubt they 
it just gets a third season. Shit, the rate that it's going, yeah, I agree with you. I, I very much. With the rate it. it's going, it may not even finish the second season. It's trying to air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. It may have like a situation like uh, Legend of Korra back in the day where Nick just pulled it off air, fucking mid season. Yep. <laughs> it may have a situation like that. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that would seeing, be some shit. That would be some news to talk about. <laughs> even seeing Funimation like post like like Twitter post about it like. Oh, this episode of Promise Neverland, the recap episode. I can just see the person like typing it, going like, "Is why this really what I'm tweeting out? Like, like this is only five this, episodes this in." <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Oh, I'm five episodes in, I can't do this. I will say all of this drama that's been around it. It is making me want to actually go read the manga because I want to know exactly like what Zach said. I want to know, you know, about the arc that was cut and just how important it was. I'm very oh, fucking apparently- curious. Apparently the manga's fucking top tier too. Like yeah. it's really good. Oh yeah, no the so. bit I read was very good. It was really good, exceptionally so. Yeah, so them coming in here and just like you know, soul eatering it is just kind of messed up. Soul eating. That's a good way to put it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so hopping over there, we got a couple. I got a couple little tidbits that I'm gonna throw in here, and then we'll hop over to uh, some sales numbers, which I'm pretty excited to talk about some sales numbers here. Uh, throw so them qu- bits in, Ted. Yeah, let, let's throw them in. Let's throw them in. First thing, uh, so Viz has revealed the new Moroku voice actor. Shout out to Kirby Morrow, rest in peace. Uh, the new voice actor is uh, Ian James Corlett, which ironically enough also voiced Goku in the Saban dub, which is. I just found out before the show, the same as the Ocean dub. Didn't know that. Thanks, Josh. Uh, I thought they were Welcome. two separate things. Uh, but he also voiced uh, Roly from Bob the Builder. So shout out to that. You have Ro- you have a Bob the Builder uh, voice actor now playing Moroku, the pervy, the pervy monk. So shout out to that. Um, but I, I don't know. I did think it was kind of interesting that, uh, you know, like Josh was pointing out that, uh, you know, Ian voiced Goku in the Saban dub, which is also the Ocean dub, and as well as Kirby Morrow did. You know, it was Kirby that replaced Ian, correct? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, just full circle, man. It's like fate. Uh, Circle of life. Yeah, just thought it was kind of interesting. The creator of Bobo will have a new one-shot in Jump Plus called Frontline Spirits on February 16th. Uh, I'm kind of curious about that. I'm going to try to see if I can get my hands on it and see what's going on with that. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't find anything about it. Yeah, that that's the first that I've seen. Uh, I've seen something about that when you posted uh, in the Discord. So that's something I have to try to look into. And this one is very very random, but I wanted to throw it in here because it, it I, I thought it was a good thing. And that is the random shout out that the official you know Team Liquid esports team has a Naruto merch line. Uh, I, the only reason I thought that was cool is because it just further opens the door for more for uh, you know more people to try to get an anime. That, that's the reason why I thought it was cool. Shout out to Team Liquid for having that merch line. Just open the door. Hey, more 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 anime fans, the better. Am I right? So thought that was just pretty sweet. Uh, all right, so let's talk some sales numbers because this is the one that I'm really excited to talk about. Um, so let's. Uh, where, where do you guys want to start? You want you want to start with Jitsu Kaisen? Do we want to start with some of these other newer series? Where do we want to start? I mean, might as well we start, start with JJK. Yeah. Let's start with JJK. All right. JJK, uh, volume 15 released. All right. It has now surpassed 30 million copies sold. Over the next few weeks or months, it expected to take over Yu Hakusho and Slam Dunk. Uh, The speculation that it could possibly dethrone One Piece, and also the big thing to note about this is these are, you know, in terms of dethrone One Piece, this is like what it's like within 16 volumes was the was the line that we're going for here at 16 volumes for One Piece. One Piece was yeah, at, what, 37 million, Josh. Is that correct? 37? Yeah, 
yeah, the chart I sent is a uh, volumes up that the sales numbers when the, each manga had or each series had at least 15 volumes. And so Jujutsu Kaisen was already like towards the top of the list at 14 volumes. Mm-hmm. And so now it's at 15 officially now and it's in fourth place. Which is insane to think about, like, that it could possibly dethrone One Piece in this capacity, because then it's just opening the door. Like, what, like, what is the limit for this series? Like, how high is this series going to go? Yeah. Okay. And I was reading online, like, people were talking about, like, yeah, the anime, like, came in and, like, you know, started sales, like, started kicking up. Just wait till season two comes around and some of the stuff in there happens, like, True. the thing's going to blow up. True. I mean, it is definitely a series that could go on for a while because, as I've mentioned before on the show, is like we know very little about the actual world. That's so true. We yeah. really don't. Like, <laughs> we have almost what? What chapter was like last 130 week? 130-something. Yeah, we're like 130. And we've been a very small bubble of the actual setting. Like, yeah, the current Shibuya stuff, That's a, it's the first time we've actually had some major interactions with the professional... Um, I can't even remember what they're called right now. Jujutsu sorcerers. Yeah, the sorcerers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And before that, up until that point, we had only known about like four sorcerers. True. That weren't students. Yeah. And yeah, we just like we learned that it's, this kind of stuff doesn't really happen outside of Japan, but it at the same time does. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously other jujitsu sorcerers all around the world. This is another thing. Like we literally just find this out. Like two chapters. Literally last chapter, I think. Yeah, like a couple chapters, it mentions how spirits can show up in other countries. It's just there's a high concentration of them in Japan. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, yeah, no. The Jutsu Kaisen could go on a while. just mostly depends on the writer. That's Yeah, that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. I'm very curious to see what the ceiling is going to be for this. You know, because, like, what Jutsu Kaisen, the manga, is doing right now, it's like, it, if it just kind of feels similar to what, like, Demon Slayer has been doing you know, last year up until this point. So it's just like the the fact that we're even talking about Jujutsu Kaisen as something that's going to put potentially like dethrone one piece in, in certain ways, whatever. It's just, it's just astonishing to me. It really is. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see what the future of JJK is going to be. And, you know, you know, you guys are right. Like just wait till season two comes around for the anime, man. You know, like those volumes are going to just keep on fucking pumping out. So I'm very excited to see what's going to come all out of that. Uh, another series that I'm super pumped up about to see that it's doing well. We talked about it before when volume one dropped and that's Phantom Seer. Um, Phantom Seer is one of those series that we've been saying here on the show that we think could be a really big hit. Kaiju number eight being the other one. Uh, Kaiju number eight blew sales numbers out of the water with volume one. Phantom Seer did very well on its own. It caused, you know, it caused it to sell out get reprints, whatever. Uh, volume two just came out and for, the starting sales in the ranking list, it started off at number 30 for um, for its release, which is really good, especially for a new series. That is very, very good for it to be that high. Uh, and then naturally, as days go on, obviously, most of the time, you know, unless you're one of like the really big ones, you know, like a Demon Slayer, One Piece, My Hero, Black Clover, for example, it's going to drop. Uh, it dropped down to 67, and then the next day actually climbed back up one spot to 66. That's all good sign. That is a very good sign for Phantom Seer uh, for it to not 
obviously get axed. I, I have no fear about it getting axed at all. But this is just really good signs for us uh, because this is a series that we do enjoy here on the show. At least me and uh, Zach. I don't, Josh. I don't believe you've picked it back up here recently. Um, I haven't. That's my bad. No, you're good. You're good. But I don't know. I'm I'm super excited to see that because it's just one of those things. Like you know, me and Josh tried to pitch Bone Collection and Tom Paradox once upon a time, and they fucking got mega axed. So it just feels good to get a couple of dubs with uh, Phantom Seer and Kaiju number eight to, for us to say, hey, this series is actually really fucking good. You need to go check it out. Uh, but on the flip side of things, where there's something good selling, uh, there's something not so good selling. Um, we've got a couple of series that are going to potentially be axed here in the near future based on these sales numbers. We have uh, hard, hard Boiled Cop and a Dolphin, which... I've not seen really anything positive about online anyway. Uh, does did not do super great for its volume two. Uh, started off at sixty nine, dropped to one forty five, and then dropped to two hundred. That's some pretty big drops. Uh, but then High School Family, uh, this is its volume one, I believe. This very well starts off poorly and just gets worse. This is one thousand percent going to get axed. It started off at one eighteen, went down to one ninety nine, and then two sixty five. Josh, remind me here make sure that i'm thinking correctly it's starting off at 118 that's a lot worse than what bone collection and tom paradox was right if we if i remember oh, correctly because i think those started off like in the 60s and 70s right oh yeah time paradox and bone collection they started out pretty well i i don't believe any of either of them started uh, i want to say 100. in the 60s and 70s and then they just fucking plummeted <laughs> yeah, I remember like I think like Time Paradox Volume One, like I think it was like sixty five, seventy five. One of those two are sticking out to me, and then I remember it just fucking just plummeting and getting down to like two fifty, two sixty, and I'm like, yikes. Yeah, no, that's rough. Yeah, but I mean, for High School Family to start off at one eighteen, ooh, and then just yeah, drops, that's not a good sign. That's gonna probably get axed. I mean, with the inclusion of these four new series that we've got. You know, we're, we're going to be seeing some series, you know, get potentially axed. These two are definitely on the chopping block. Uh, me and Robico, that one's kind of in an interesting spot. That one's kind of like a weird one to me. Because, like, there seems to be, like, a lot of hype for the series. Like, online, like, I've seen a lot of people talking about the series where they like it. But the sales numbers are very iffy. Like, because it starts off at 56 for Volume 2. Not horrible. But then it takes a pretty big plummet to 145 and then another plummet to 200. Like... That's that's iffy. Like I I don't know how to feel about me and Robico. You know, if I must sit there and say that one's going to be axed, the Dolphin High School Family. Those in my mind are Dunzo, especially the family. But I don't know me and Robico. That one's iffy. That one's in a really weird weird spot in my opinion. I mean, if it can like can keep its uh, traction and like with stuff like what they released for their Volume Two to hype it up, the animation where they did a Jujutsu Kaisen's ending with (laughs) Robico. That's so good. That none of us really care for the series because we haven't dabbled in it but all of us saw that and we're just like okay maybe yeah okay I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that, that's pretty fantastic i love that <laughs> josh you were gonna say something i was just gonna say it sounds like it's in a uh, like a mori king or a gravity boys position where it's yeah. like not doing horrible but it's yeah. not doing great so like it just kind of gets to stay based because there are things worse than it true and, you know, a uh, couple series that I'm very interested to see how they're going to do for their Volume 1s coming out soon is, uh, number one, Build King. That is not a series that none of us have read, but I've noticed on the lineup it's usually dead last every single week mm-hmm. right now. So I'm very curious to see what 
that sales numbers is going to be for volume one. And then obviously the other one, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Sakamoto Days is going to do. I know Zach's pumped. I know Zach is pumped. Uh, and I imagine you're very hopeful for volume one when it finally comes out. I mean, I feel like Sakamoto Days is in a very good spot. As I've said before, it's got really that niche mm-hmm. sort of where Gintama was. It's got this mix of comedy and seriousness in it that mixes very well. Mm-hmm. And I, one thing I did actually notice on the Shonen Jump Plus app this week is, so we have all these new series coming out that has new on them, and Sakamoto's at like chapter 10, and I noticed the new wasn't on it, but Build King Towards the Bottom, which is in like chapter 13 or something, still had new on it. I was like, I don't feel like that's doing very well if you still have to say yeah, that's new. Yeah, <laughs> if you've still got to pitch that it's new, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. Yeah. You're right. And shout out to Josh. Josh has now started reading Sakamoto Day, so I'm the lone wolf here. I guess I need to. I guess I got to pick it up now. I mean, you need to learn you know, the, the life of this married assassin. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Like literally, his introduction one of the best introductions ever. Yes. Uh, okay, I, I'm gonna check this out. I'm gonna read it mostly because like. My first instinct, hearing that Josh has read this and liked this, I obviously I cannot do a fair comparison at all since I have not read Sakamoto. But like hearing that Josh likes this, I immediately feel like kind of insulted that you don't like Mashal. Like I'm immediate, I feel immediately insulted. I don't know if I should be or not. Though. I'm sorry, Sakamoto does have more brain cells than Mashal. Ma- okay, Ma- okay, Mashal's okay. pretty dumb. I okay. mean, I enjoy it, but Mashal's pretty dumb. Okay, I, that, I'm, thank you for clarifying because that's obviously something that I was not sure if I was in the right for that or not. Well, well. Also, while we're on the subject, like Mashal to me is just like, you know, it's like fan fiction <laughs> of like Harry Potter and stuff. Fair. Whereas Sakamoto Days is like, it's original. Fair, fair. Okay. Uh, thank you for clarifying on that, because again, like I said, I, I wasn't sure if I was in the right to feel insulted on that or not. Because <laughs> Mashal is just a giant meme, and it's just funny, and that's what I've gotten out of Sakamoto Days that it's just funny. So, what were you gonna say, Josh? I did. I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you said, oh, I thought you were going to lead, lead into something. That's my fault. Oh, uh, no. But, yeah, interesting about the cells, though. Dolphin, high school family, they're dead. They're dead. They're gone. Me and Robocop, we'll see. Shout out to Phantom Seer, though. Seriously, guys, go check out Phantom Seer. Really good series so far. Really loving it. And I'm very, very pumped to see just how fucking dark this series can become. I mean, it's leaning in that direction. No fucking doubt. We've had some very dark fucking chapters. All right, so let's hop over. Let's talk about some anime here. Like I said, we got nine different series here on the lineup this week. Uh, let's kick things off with Black Clover 163. What'd you guys think about it? Looks good. Uh, I give it, give it a seven. Give it a seven. Okay. I give it a meh. It told me it was going to be Yami versus Dante. I didn't get Yami versus Dante. That's fair. That's fair. Wait, 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 wait. We're talking about anime, aren't we? That's yes. my bad. I, yeah. I said we were talking. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would agree. I would agree. I was fine with that rating because I mean, it wasn't a bad episode. It was just yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was just a, I, mean, it <laughs> I feel like now that a couple weeks back when I started noticing names, like names is a big thing to me now because ideally the name should give you an idea of yep. what you're gonna see. Yep. And then when I don't get what I what I've been advertised, I'm just like, why? Golden Dawn vice captain. <laughs> <laughs> One panel. <laughs> Golden Dawn Vice Captain, man. Great chapter, all about you know. Technically had him in it, so it counts. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, it was a good episode. I agree with that. Yeah, no, and I I agree, though, but I agree about the title. I mean, we got very little 
uh, Dante and Yami action. We'll get more of that in the next uh, episode, obviously. With this episode, got the gray backstory, got the luck fight, which they wrapped up in this episode. Um, which, you know, doesn't necessarily surprise me. Black Clover has always been notable to be like, you know, keep the pace going fairly quickly. And uh, Josh, I got to say, man, based on like the pacing of this so far, I'm really thinking we're going to see Shadow Boy. He's going to introduce and talk to the Black Bulls and everything. I'm feeling it, man. We'll, we'll, Bruh, you're we'll, totally, we'll, we'll have to make a bet on it, dude. You're you're over here saying like they wrapped up the luck fight. You're totally forgetting that they wrap up all the fights and then the fights start over. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's right. Oh, okay. I'm still feeling we're going to get the Shadow Boy, man. Uh, I, it's going to be like, all right, right, well. right, all right, listen, Josh. Right now, me and you at the Shadow Boy debate on what, what, where this series is going to end is the, the exact equivalent to you and Zach and the fucking Crystal. <laughs> well, that, was never, that was too never bad. a debate. That was me fucking with us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, no, I don't think it's going to get to Shadow Boy, man. You can say it, it is all, all you want, but, man, there's still a lot that's got to go. Oh, it's going to get there. We'll see. There's still a lot that's got to happen. Like, all these fights still have to happen, and then they all have to start over, and then we have to see this other fight that takes a, a while, and then we get the conclusion of Dante and Yami. Like, I no. Oh, no, man. We'll see. Black Clover's not notorious for being very fast-paced. So. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're counting your chickens before they hatch, bud. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see when we get there. On the, on the flip side of things, right. how's the Odin backstory treating you watching at this time? You know, it's really good. It's it's pleasant to watch. <laughs> a lot better to read, I'd imagine. I mean, a lot better than reading it is what I meant to say. Sorry. A lot better than reading it week to week. It's, it's, it's pleasant to watch. I mean, it, this episode wasn't really anything. It was just like, you know, Odin gathering his followers, the Nine Red Scabbards, which we still have three left. Um, they've got to meet. But I mean, that's about all it was. It was just, you know, and it's just kind of nice. Uh, at least in the next episode, we get to... Uh, we get to see the Whitebeard Pirates 20 years oh, before nice, the beginning nice. of the story. So it's starting to get to the part that I, I assume you really want to see. Yeah, yeah, that's the stuff that I definitely want to see. So that, that's, pre- that's pretty exciting. Um, what about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen episode 17? What did you guys think about this one? Bruh. It was great. Dude, it was so good. It was fantastic. JJK I, has I, yet to have a bad episode. True. That is true. After this episode, I, I even tweeted it out. I was like, you know... After watching this episode of Jujutsu Kaisen, I can totally see the kind of like hate that Matt has been getting for uh, their animation on Attack on Titan because Jujutsu, the, the animation on the Jujutsu Kaisen episode was top tier. I mean, when they put their A team on JJK and then like their E team on Attack <laughs> on Titan. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was a great episode. Just the whole Mai and uh, Maki backstory is great and it was sure. amazing to see. The, well, it's amazing to see all the fights involved during the group battle animated. Even mm-hmm. the Nobra and uh, Witch Girl. Yeah, Witch Girl. I, I can't remember her name either. That, that was a good one. Yeah, that Momo. One. Yeah, there you go. Momo. That was a good one. I really enjoyed that one a lot. Beautifully yeah. animated for sure, man. And you guys are right. Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, you know, they, they're getting like just top tier animation. And I hope that never stops. Like, come on, please. Um, all right. So now it's time. Uh, <laughs> it's time for my favorite segment of the week. Every single week, this is the. This, I look forward to this every single time we record. Zach, tell me about Dragon Quest. All right, so <laughs> I'm gonna go on a name thing again. So this episode was Hunkul versus Hadlar, who's our Dark Commander guy. And out of the 24 minutes of the episode, about two minutes was actually them fighting. Nice. So I was already sort of slightly mad about that. Was I expecting it? Yes. 
because of the old series, I very much expected to go the Dragon Ball Z of we're going to yell at each other a lot, then maybe one or two attacks, then we're going to yell at each other some more. <laughs> okay, okay. But it, <laughs> So the opening was probably the best part for me because as I explained our whole Pop and Mam thing last week, this episode starts off with the ice crystal being broken, uh, Hyun Kool catching Ma- Mam, and just immediately it starts there. Mahams is in his arms, and naturally, she immediately wakes up and hugs up on him and just pops her face. Just like, this <laughs> great. I was like, damn, man, you really can't catch a break here. <laughs> Ma'am, what's nothing to do with you? <laughs> it's just it's just very funny, this whole interaction of... Because um, it's funny because it seems like Ma'am is, would hook up with Hyunkul, but... The series is very admin, but she doesn't care about him as a love interest. She cares about him being a student of Avon, but Pop doesn't realize that because there's a whole moment when Hunkle sends him away and Pop goes, drags her away. She's like, where are, we, what are you doing? We need to help Hunkle. He's like, no, he said, go, it's fine. Like, I'm going to let him touch you for another second. <laughs> That's the actual line that gets said by Pop. <laughs> Fucking Pop. I'm <laughs> uh, Yeah, then it goes on a whole backstory of a. Uh, how Hyunkul and Crocodile survived because Hyunkul was left at a pool of lava after he saved Dai in the group. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he has followed it to the lava. And from the skies, Crocodile comes with a guard. And it just, it's just a great shot because it's just Hyunkul falls down and just here, <laughs> comes down, dies with the <laughs> lava, and Crocodile grabs him. I'm just like, this guy <laughs> from the scars comes down a crocodile on being carried around by a giant bird. <laughs> and then it has a whole moment of Hugh and cool being edgy teen edge Lord crocodile being, well, you do what you want. I got to help die in his friends. Cause they showed me that I can't lose my honor. And with this weird speech about crocodile's honor, Hugh goes, you're right. I don't need to be an edge Lord. I need to help them. And through the power of resolve, his sword suddenly magically comes back and changes, and it's no longer the dark paladin's armor. It's now just a paladin's armor. <laughs> and then we consider stuff the crocodile neutering the other tower with a single punch. Neutering, okay. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> he, he has an energy punch and throws it once and just... Okay. Like, These towers were useless. Hunkul <laughs> <laughs> shatters one by himself. Crocodile just literally... It's a battlefield of a bunch of wizards and this beefy warrior guy. And it's just running them all, charging him or throwing magic. He's just like, I got this. Charges, throws it over their heads, hits the tower, and it's done. <laughs> Towers are, that sounds pretty fucking useless. What was the point of your armies? <laughs> one guy sneaks past, the other one just throws it over your heads. It's like fighting five-year-olds, man. <laughs> and then... Um, then, yeah, we have Hunkul and Hadlar do their whole spill of they fight. Hunkul wounds Hadlar, but apparently Hadlar has two hearts because that's a thing. He beats Hunkul because of that. Hunkul's about to die, then in a last-ditch effort, he manages to stab the other guys, his other heart, and then die, pop, and ma'am, run to the tower to go fight uh, Flavor Flays. Who's Flavor guarding Flays. the princess? Yeah, his name's like Flazard, but I 
Because of his stupid gold chain he wears, all I can think is he's Flavor Flav. Yep. <laughs> so he's Flavor Flays. Okay. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> no arguments here. I dig it. I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that was Dragon Quest for the week. <laughs> Well, we you probably only have like what six more episodes? I think. Yeah, because it's supposed to be twenty four, I believe. Okay, yeah. So we're nearing the end for that one. We're actually nearing the end for a few of these. You know, not for most of them. Yeah, yeah. Black Clover's nearing the end. Jujutsu Kaisen, Dragon Quest, Yashihime, um, Doctor Stone. I don't know. I have yeah. I have no idea about ReZero. I don't know how the fuck that goes or Attack on Titan. I have no idea what's going on. There. Uh, ReZero was twenty five episodes, I believe. Oh, okay. It yeah, even... it's on episode nineteen. It just got back from its uh. It's like mid-season break, so oh, okay. it'll so, be ending yeah. soon too. But Attack on Titan will run till it's over. So. Okay, gotcha. At least we got that. Um, let's hop over to Yashihime. Uh, this is something I still have personally not caught up on. I'm still the this episode 18 and 17. I have yet to watch, but uh, you guys have checked it out. What are some quick thoughts on that one? Disappointment. Well, disappointment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That that was the gist that I've gotten from you guys. Disappointment. Yeah. It's yeah, a- it was pretty ahead, disappointing. Josh. Uh, no, it was just really disappointing because they finally meet Kenmaru. And, like, he's just he's like, I don't have to worry about you guys. And then he and slaps then them Rose around like they're puppies. Yeah, pretty much. And then, like, Shishomaru shows up Which and should, they fight. Should be a big thing. And it's, like, super lackluster. Yeah, it was not a big thing at all. Even the fight was not a big thing. And then they Which just, is like. So disappointing. And then Shishomaru just, like, flies away. Yeah. And. Man, I don't know. And it took 18 episodes for the girls to realize, we need to get stronger. Yeah. And, like, they meet, finally meet their dad, and, like, nothing. Like, they're there with Jockin the entire time. Kenmaru's fighting Shishomaru, so, like, they could have asked him questions or something, and they didn't do anything. It was just, like, what's the point of this episode besides just, like, introducing them to this dude? Really makes me question what the fuck's gonna happen for the last few episodes if you know this is supposed to be what we all you know, what we three all assumed was gonna be kinda like a big moment, a big deal when Jashomaru comes into the picture in present time with the, with his daughters and it was a fucking nothing. It really raises the question of what the fuck's gonna happen these last few episodes. I mean well, I can tell you what happens in the next episode and it looks like nothing important. Oh lovely. I mean, because... What it feels like is that they're planning for this to go on past this season. Right. Is season what it feels two. like. But, I mean, they're not really giving us anything. The only thing the show really has going for it is that it's a continuation of the Inuyasha series. Without any of the Inuyasha characters. Yeah, it's just much. it's just within yeah. that same world. Because the next episode, if I'm not mistaken, it's just one of those, like, you know, random weekly episodes where nothing happens, and it's like uh, the bounty hunters versus demon players. Yeah, no. Like some kind of, like, Olympic-type match. Yeah, no, it was real. The preview really wasn't anything to look forward to, unless there's some, like, random reveal at the end of it. Yeah, no. It just looks like it's Moraha versus Setsuno. So we're trying to, like, jump in the middle and make them not fight each other. But, yeah, it it looks super skippable. Well, it's good for me to know, I guess, who has not watched the last two. Um, hopefully it has a strong finish. I'm I'm losing faith, though. I am losing faith, but we'll see. Uh, what about ReZero, though? Like you just said, that's coming to a close there. Do you think that ReZero is going to have a strong finish, Josh? You know, I, I think it will. Um, 
because I just started watching the series last week, and I mean, almost two seasons and I think forty four episodes is where we're at so far, and it's been a uh, it's been really good. Um, the thing I do want to put this, in for ReZero because I've only watched season one is it's very good about uh, hitting a high note, finishing it and not really letting that go. It just keeps it at a medium and raises it back up. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I, I this episode wasn't really anything great. I know, Zach, you've seen season one, but you haven't seen season two. So I guess just to give you guys a recap, um, when the witch's cult attacks at the end of season one, you know, they take some people to the sanctuary. Well, in season two, when they come back, they realize people from the sanctuary haven't come back yet. So Amelia and Subaru go to the sanctuary and they find out that the reason they can't leave the sanctuary is because the inhabitants of the sanctuary have them trapped because the inhabitants of the sanctuary can't leave themselves because there's a barrier surrounding it that won't let anybody with mixed blood go through. And that the sanctuary is full of people that are like half elf, half human, half beast, like all kinds of things. So they have to go through these trials that were set up by the witches, uh, greed, echidna. And so most of the season so far has been like trying to do these trials and Subaru's been fucking up a lot. And this episode is where Amelia finally like faces her past and is able to pass the first trial. So we get Amelia's, you know, kind of backstory. as so, you know, what happened to her prior to the first season. Um, so it wasn't really like anything to write home about. I think the big thing is that during these last two episodes, you get to see uh, Beetlejuice, which I don't know if you remember. He was the uh, the sin arch- archbishop of Slaw. Yeah. So you get to see him like twenty something years before that, and how he becomes like who he was in the first season. And so that was the most interesting thing that happened. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season because it looks like this like timeline that Subaru is in now is the one where things are going to start working out. Um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty excited because it ends with him uh, confronting Roswald, which you don't know. Um, so I'll just go ahead and like spoil it. Roswald's been behind like almost every shitty thing that's happened so far. He's the one that hired um, Elsa in the first season. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. And so one of the main, one of the, things that happens in the second season is he hires Elsa to come in and kill Subaru at the mansion um, whenever he goes back. So, yeah, you find that out. So you find out Roswell's kind of a shitty dude. But, like, he, him, him and Beatrice have these books that let them see the future. So he knows everything that happens, and him and Beatrice kind of know what Subaru can do. And so, like, Roswell's, like, explanation that he, is that he's testing Subaru to make him stronger. So this conversation at the end of the episode is actually pretty hype. So I'm excited to see it next week's episode and where it, where it leads. Okay. What do we got for Attack on Titan then? The E-Team well, of MAPPA. Yeah, the, the C-Squad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was an all right episode. It wasn't really anything. You just kind of see like what happens before their assault on Marley, where, uh, you know, they're ambushing the ships that are coming to Paradise Island to you know, attack um, the walls um, and how they've kind of like got people on their side from the Marlian Empire to, um, you know, help kill the Marlian Empire where they first 
find out that, you know, Zeke wants to set up a meeting with them to, like, combine their powers, like the Beast Titan, and Zeke has the royal blood, so he can help Aaron, who has the Founding Titan, use the Founding Titan's power to uh, control the Titans that are hidden within the walls. But, it, I mean, all in all, it wasn't, like, you know, a super great episode. Nothing really happened. It was just stuff we already knew. It, it is the first time in two seasons that we've seen Annie, though, so... We at least know Annie's still in the picture. So she's still, like, hardened in the Titan skin. But, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a mere episode. Well, what would you think about uh, Dr. Stone, uh, Season 2, Episode 5? This is one that I was able to watch this week, uh, so I can comment on this one. Josh, what do you think of it? The, our team is moving out. We're about to, we're about to get a throwdown. Yeah, this episode was, uh, was, was really top tier. It was really good. Like seeing Magman try to fight the uh, fight the automobile, and then <laughs> I love the like, I love the All Might references with him. I really do. Yeah. That is so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. Zach, I know you're not watching it, but like an episode or two ago in this episode, they'll have like a pop up like All Might like reference where it's like smash whenever like Magma will punch something, or when in this case when he got smacked away, oh. it just said smash. It had like Magma kind of looking like All Might. It's fucking hysterical. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's really good. And then them uh, putting uh, putting the armor on the uh, on the automobile to make it into like a tank. Yep. He's like, he's like that paper's not going to stand up to a spear. Like you find out that he made a like, carbon fiber out of the paper. Mm-hmm. So it's like super strong and stuff. It was a good episode. Yeah, it was. And now uh, we're, we're now with uh, how the ending is. We got a set up situation where the the heroes, our heroes here, make a reference like, "Man, if Chrome tries to get out himself, that's going to cause us trouble." And then Chrome's like, "I'm going to try to get out myself," you know, try to escape yeah. prison. So you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to see how this turns out for our heroes. Um, yeah, I, I took it as a, it wasn't like if Chrome gets out by himself, it's going to cause us trouble. It's that if Chrome gets out by himself, we don't have to waste this vehicle, and we can actually use it for something. We'll just have to see, won't we? I mean, I based we on what I know about Dr. Stone, that can't be right. <laughs> yeah, based <laughs> on the, the limited stuff that Zach knows, yes. Because they never reuse shit. That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. I mean, they. I mean, Sinku did flat out say that this uh, this vehicle was going to be a one-off So in this episode. Well, yeah, because his plan was to crash into the walls, and I think everyone else's intention is it's if Chrome can get out by himself, then they can use the this vehicle to like run over like the other people. Yep, yep, I agree. Um, hopping over from there, I've, I do have uh, Seven Deadly Sins again. This is one where I'm I really w- walk on thin ice here about what to talk about. But in this episode, the whole entire focus was involving um, the uh, the Archangels. That was the whole focus of this episode was the battle between like Gother King. Um, I, I can never remember the other two archangels names, but the one with the three heads and the kid, I don't remember their names though. Uh, for the, uh, for the two archangels versus Mal or Mal, or however his name is pronounced that, that was this entire episode as well as the, uh, the demon commandment, um, dear, uh, Diera, uh, the one that's like always naked, but you know, the only thing that's covering her, you know, her, her body is the demon magic, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, her bayonetta. Yes, bayonetta. Okay, you've made that joke like three times. <laughs> I probably have. Yeah, whenever I mention uh, Diera, <laughs> like you always make that joke. 
Um, but yeah, that that was the extent of this episode. Like we 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 saw nothing with Bond Meliodas. Uh, we saw nothing with the other stuff we had with uh, like Zeldris and everything going on with Escanor or whatever. We saw nothing of that. It was strictly focused on these characters, which for good reason, uh, for very good reason. Uh, overall, good episode though. Animation is still good in my opinion. No issues, nothing like it was last season. So that's the big takeaway for people yes. that are looking for yeah yet. That's that's <laughs> the key word yet. So far. No animation issues. That's the big takeaway for people. So yeah, I think I'll end my talk yeah. there. I don't want to. I re, I'm really trying not to spoil this for people that are waiting until it pops out on Netflix. It's kind of tough though. It uh, is the last season, so you have some some big stuff they can ruin with the animation. Yeah, I know. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some stuff upcoming that I'm really afraid they're going to ruin. Um, the one thing, and it's 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 kind of a smaller deal compared to like the other stuff they could potentially ruin just the one thing i do not want them to ruin is when bond stances up to the demon king that's the one thing i do not want it's not even that huge of a moment i mean it is for me being a bond fan but like it's nothing like some of the other key things that they could potentially just please just don't ruin that moment because that moment is one of my fucking favorites of where he just stances up to the demon king it's like oh yeah this little wind you have this is a cute little breeze feels nothing like like what was in purgatory this is nothing i love that scene so much man it's fucking so cool watch them get to that episode and think it's so insignificant they put the the f squad on it <sighs> no. and it's just like crayon it's like crayon drawing <laughs> no it's basically <laughs> gonna be like last season <laughs> <laughs> last season was so bad man Meliodas and Escanor just got so fucked like it got fucked on like literally the same level as Dragon Ball Super Episode 5 like we're talking the same shit here or you know Asta versus Vito I mean it was it was bad dude and that sucks because Meliodas versus Escanor was so hype in the manga man it was so we'll just, fucking cool we just, we'll just assume that they got really drunk when they did that season I yeah that's yeah that that that's fair. That I thing, honestly think someone drunk could have done better. That's also fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So anyway, uh, let's hop over. Um, let's talk about uh, which watch. Uh, this is actually one um, that all three of us checked out this week. Um, so what you know, just kind of first reactions. What do you guys think of which watch? I thought it was really good. I didn't go in thinking that you know it's going to be something I was going to get into because. Lose the samurai was definitely not something that I could get into, but uh, I read the whole thing. I liked it. I really want more. As it stands, MC is completely oblivious to girl, but is very honorable for his duty. That's true. That is very true. That's <laughs> yeah. that's probably the most astute like review of it that we anyone could make. Yeah. Now, when I first read it, uh, my first reaction was, I think the series has a lot of potential to be like a really good rom-com for Weekly Show and Jump with some really awesome action involved with it. That was kind of the vibe that I was getting out of it. Also, our MC girl, she is the exact opposite of any rom-com heroine, usually in this style. She's got the personality of the male MC usually in these rom-coms. Yeah, it's, it's kind of reversed. You know, the general concept of what uh, Witch Watch is, is that, uh, so our... our our main our main character i'm drawing blanks on both their names it's been one chapter i haven't bothered I, to commit their names to memory yeah it's so, like it's like mito and um, i forgot the girl's name goes with a k nika noko either way <laughs> so we have our our male uh male mc uh he is an ogre 
but he looks like a human, but he is an ogre, has powers, whatever. Uh, then we have our female MC, which is the witch. So basically, you know, you know, you guys know witches in any sort of, you know, context. They're, they're going to have like, like usually like a cat or something with them, right? Like, you know, that's going to be like their pet or whatever. Well, and, in in, in, you know, Zach's got the chapter pulled up now so he could get the exact terminology they used. But, uh, you know, Zach, what, what terminology do they use for what she is requesting out of our male MC? For fact, for what he is going to become, basically, not like her pet or slave or anything like that, but like what, a bodyguard, like a bodyguard. Well, no, she. What it is is he is going to be her familiar, but he, familiar. That's but the word. Her, his father, more or less, states that he's going to be more or less like a bodyguard. Yeah, that's the better way yeah. to put it. Uh, these two I guess characters. We should, um, go ahead. Well, I, I I guess we should like go ahead and like clarify that the reason he's going to be the familiar is because like as an ogre, he his like. He comes from like animals that were familiars that fed off the witch's energy and made them like half human, half beast monsters, and like they just bred down to what he is now. So he comes from like a line of tiger familiars and a line of ox familiars because mm-hmm. it's referenced where if he disobeys, he'll turn into some weird tiger ox hybrid. Well, from what I got from so this chapter, you- it his father makes says that and because apparently they have ties to the witches and because of the witch's power there's a curse and if they don't yeah. help him he'll get turned back but it also sounds like BS from his father just to force his son into this shit yeah just so he doesn't have to <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's yeah. also true the dad's just kind of pawning this off you know but he's pawning it off as like also like potentially in a way to get him to kind of hook up maybe we'll see because uh, these two characters uh, they've known each other since they were kids and, and the, the girl went off to you know basically work on being a witch work on her, her magic work on her skills whatever and now she's She's a witch. She's like a full devoted witch, and she's coming back with uh, our male MC being uh, going to be her new familiar, which is basically going to be a bodyguard, like Zach was saying. Um, and the, one of the big things about it is that uh, she's a massive klutz. Like, she is just very, very uh, messy. Uh, Messy's putting it mildly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very accidental. <laughs> they say klutz. I say is favored by the goddess of unluck. That's... That's also true, uh, but she's also very clearly, you know, it's already set set up for the rom com aspect of where she's basically already in love with this our our main MC here right out of the get go. There is no build up for it; it's literally immediately. It's like, oh man, he's so cute now, he's so handsome. It's like, oh, I'm in love. We're alone <laughs> yeah, in this house together. I mean, he's probably looking at me that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're gonna be living alone together. Also, the girl's name is Nico. Nico, and she calls uh, our MC Moy. Moy, okay. Nico um, Moy. Okay. That's what it was. I was okay. wrong. Yeah, like, like the whole thing even starts out with like her like crashing through his window because she's yeah. like fantasizing about them two being together. Yep. Yeah, living together. Yeah, about what it's going to be She can like. already peek, picture the leaks coming out of the bag. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think it has a lot of potential to be a really solid rom-com with some good action involved. We got to see a little bit of our of Moy's power later on when... Our, you know, when Nico uh, tr- decided to try to show off that, hey, look, I can use my spells. And she turned herself like paper thin and then falls into a fucking like crack where she's like, oh, no, the spell's going to wear off. If it wears off, I'm dead. So that's when Moy's like, oh, fuck, I said I fucking break this goddamn wall, but whatever. So you got to see a little bit of like w- what his power is going to be looking like kind of moving forward. And, you know, we'll get to obviously explore that more. But I mean, I really do think this has a lot of potential. Uh, I'm, I, I enjoyed the first chapter. Like Josh said, it made me want more. 
which is a good sign. Elusive Samurai did not, for example. Um, but out of the out of the three new ones that we've read so far, I would probably say this one's probably my favorite. Uh, I tell C is also good, but Witch Watch is probably my favorite one so far. Yeah, so watch it get thirteen chapters and get canned, and then uh, yep, you know, uh, the Samurai lasts for fifty something chapters. Yep, that's probably what's going to happen. Also, yeah. um, just want to apologize, like. That was, in my opinion, that was a really poor way to try to explain that first chapter in that series. But we got our point across. I mean, it was. It was all three of us adding our incent, but yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. See, the yeah. thing is, like, the reason why it's not the biggest deal is because, like, after it's a few more chapters, we'll actually give you, like, a, a three-chapter breakdown to kind of, you know, really try to sell you to possibly check this out more. Probably do the same for, like, ITLC, potentially, whatever. That is something that I want to do, so... You know, we'll we'll, yeah. f- we'll circle back around to Witch Watch eventually. It'll get added to our weekly chapter lineup for now. Um, so let's hit our Valentine's Day special. Um, so this is basically just like favorite romance series that we've read, favorite ships and series that we've checked out, uh, anything along those lines. Zach, this was your idea. You pitched it. So why don't you kick things off? What are some What are some series or ships that you really enjoy? Uh, I'm not really big on ships, but of like romance series. And my thing with romances i'm very specifically keeping it to rom-coms or actual series that was romance nothing like because like josh pointed out that any yasha is has a romance angle and it's considered under romance on and tags and whatnot so things that please don't hate that for me (laughs) well you pointed it out and so i'm just (laughs) referencing that i'm not including in my mind series that has a romance angle but that's not like the main focus well i will i mean and that's fine but hey (laughs) okay um, so yeah, one of the series I <laughs> I like to tell people just because, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was very much a thing of just, okay, this is somewhat interesting to me, is this older series called Gravitation. I haven't heard of that one. I doubt you would because this was a series I stumbled upon and just kept watching for who knows why, because it's a BL series. Um... More or less, uh, and it's been years since I watched it, so I can't even remember their names. Um, MC Kid is a good-looking, handsome kid. He starts a band with a friend of his and starting to get popular. Runs into this famous actor guy who he comes into interaction with and who's pretty much a tool in this case, but MC falls in love with him, keeps chasing him, and, like, the... (laughs) The thing about this series, it's got a very good story and relationship building with the two characters. But the thing that always got me with this series was that it'll have a very good um, romance moment between the MC and his main uh, love character, the actor guy. And just, <laughs> it'll have that good moment. It'll be set up and it could just end that episode right there and it would be fine. Instead, what they do, because it's BL, is it fades to black and... It comes back to him, and you know they just had some rough um, adult time because I don't know what our terminology here for this and stuff. But I'm just like they fucked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just like, why'd you ruin the moment? <laughs> it was like such a good moment. Then now I just know they just went. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the heck? But I mean, overall, it was a very good series, and I. I used to suggest it's sort of just a troll thing, but I mean, it's not a bad series at all. It's actually very good. And um, one of my actually more personal favorites would be the series Amagami SS. 
It is a story following our character Tachibana, and from my understanding, once I looked into it later, is it was originally a dating s- simulation game in Japan. And what it, the series is, it's got actually two seasons. It's got Amagami SS, which is 26 episodes, and uh, no, it's 25 episodes, and then Amagami SS Plus, which is 13. And Amagami SS, it goes actually goes through the relationships of the six main heroines that you could apparently go through in the games and has four episodes dedicated each of them of their relationship starting, him getting with them, and then eventually them them dating, and then their conflicts and whatnot, everything in between, and which is very good. And all f- all six stories are done very well. I have my personal favorite girls over the others, of course. And then uh, you have like the last episode that follows Tachibana's sister and her view of her brother right before it leads up to the starting of when he starts on one of these six paths. And then Amagami SS Plus is, uh, has two episodes dedicated to each girl again with after stories for each of their showing all what's happens, continuing their relationships. And then, um, one episode, no, actually two episodes dedicated to a super secret seventh girl who's stalking him. <laughs> And has her weird uh, personality. Because each one of these girls has their own personality and things like that. Which is fitting and shows sort of how our character changes things based on each other's personalities. And it's a very good series. And if you enjoy romance series, I highly suggest going and seeing it or watching it. And then a series that I don't like as much, but it is good. And which is a very similar thing as a series called Seiren. Which does the same thing. It's just three girls instead. Gotcha. Any uh, any ships that you want to shout out at all? I know you kind of mentioned that you don't really do that too much, but is there anything that you got that you wanted to give a shout out to? Uh, Eden Zero, space and ass. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay, okay. What about you, Josh? You got any uh, ships or anything that you want to shout out? You know, I know you're not a big romance reader, so do you got any uh, at least any ships that you might want to just give a little shout out to? Yeah, shout out to the uh, the Thousand Sunny. oh jesus thousand sunny and who (laughs) you just said ship that's a ship i mean that's fair yeah no i mean yeah romance isn't really my thing and the stuff i read and watch doesn't really have any romance so i guess i'm watching re-zero now so i will say i ship the hell out of uh subaru and rim um because i can't stand amelia (laughs) <laughs> but I mean that's really all I've got no I'm bad I need to quit watching just like action animes and stuff read culture myself some hey I'm hey, hey man hey man give yourself a pat on the back though you've really branched off from your reading thanks to the show we've talked about before you know so rom- romance can be the next thing that you get to eventually but I mean hey you've branched off a lot so be I mean, proud go of that watch Gravitation man it'll open your eyes hey. mm, maybe Maybe. <laughs> I I don't really read a lot of romance series. It's something I, I've just so, kind of recently picked up. What, Josh? So why don't you tell us about uh, my mysterious girlfriend X? Well, mysterious girlfriend X is fucking garbage. And <laughs> okay, I I know we have this joke because you and me, we John's our friend, and yeah. he suggested this series to both of us. And mysterious girlfriend X is not necessarily bad, mind you, regardless of what Alex says. I hate it. It is just <laughs> so fucking weird. Yes, that that's it's such an odd series and different than what you would expect from because it is 
romance series and just the characters and everything in it is just so different and than what you would expect from that series and whatnot. And just, it's definitely not for everyone. It is very much its own niche thing. That yes. If you get into it, you will be into it. If yep. you don't, it yeah, it's going to be awful be for out. you. It'll never click with you. Yeah. So like one, the, like yeah. the big thing that really makes that series weird is like, so how they express emotions to each other, like how they're feeling. Her saliva. Her saliva. <laughs> All right. Now when I say that, I don't mean like they just smacked face, you know, just having a great time making out on a Friday night. No, like she literally puts her finger in her mouth, gets saliva on it, and then sticks her finger in our MC's mouth. And then he immediately feels whatever she's feeling. So like, if like, for an example, I, cause I, I think there was one time where this happened. If she was like feeling horny, for example, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah like she put, you know, took the saliva, put it in his mouth and then you see him immediately become like super red and all of a sudden he's horny. Like, it's just fucking weird. I don't like it. <laughs> Fuck you, John, for recommending me or, or having me watch that series. Go fuck wow, yourself. Dude. It sounds like a good time. I don't know why. All right, Josh, you watch it then. I might. We'll see. (laughs) So what happened to this whole expanding your horizons thing that we just talked about moments ago? That's what the I might we'll see thing. He'll he'll try eventually. He'll get there. (laughs) Um, It's like Shield Hero. That... Man, that one is literally up your, your That is literally up your fucking lane. It took you so long to check it out. That's not even outside your wheelhouse, man. God damn it. So anyway, I'm not a big romance guy. I've just recently started getting into it, and I've really started to enjoy it. A couple of series, uh, both webtoons. One of them being, I've already shout out to the show on this show before when a really great chapter dropped, and that was Mage and Demon Queen. That's one that I really enjoy. Uh, our uh, mutual friend of ours, Diaz, is the one that recommended it to me. And another one that I just randomly checked out here recently. It's kind of a newer one. I think it started about last January. Is Down to Earth. Both two really good series on Webtoon. Mage and Demon Queen is about a young mage named Mallory who is dead set determined to have the Demon Queen Vel fall in love with her. And it's it's such a good rom-com. It balances out so well between the romantic aspects and the comedy. So, like, our Demon Queen Vel, like, she is, like, inside this, you know, tower with a bunch of monsters, like minions of hers, that, you know, basically stop you know, and defeat travelers as they're trying to get up to the top to defeat the demon queen, you know, you know, the, the, her, her demon minions, you know, defeat them, beat them, whatever the case is. Uh, but in Mallory's case, every single demon in this tower, hardcore ships them. So Mallory, like as soon as she walks in, all of uh, Vel's minions, like, oh, hey, Mallory. Oh, go ahead. Go up to the top. You know, they hardcore ship this. So Mallory will go up there and be like, ah, my queen, I will make you my wife. And then Vel just basically, this whole thing is kind of set up like a video game, basically. So Vel, for a long time, will basically just kill Mallory and then she'll just respawn at the village, whatever. And it just repeats over and over again. Like Vel has killed Mallory like probably hundreds of fucking times. (laughs) How do you keep getting past all my minions? Dude, that is legit what she Yes. Mallory just walks in. Hey guys. Hey Mallory. Yeah, basically, basically. It got to a point where Vel's just like, how does she keep getting up here? And then like her right hand, you know, uh minions just like, oh, I mean, we're we're just we're letting it through. I'm just gonna be honest. We're we're not fine. And then Vel's like, you can't do that. You're gonna start sending a bad impression for everyone else. It's like, it's just Mallory, we kill it's the just, rest. It's just her. She's super cool. If you just give her a chance, you're my queen. Yeah, basically. No, it, it is really, really good with the romance. It's slow building i mean literally at the end of season two is when you finally got the kiss 
I mean, it is very slow building, and the comedy part of it is great as well. The other one, Down to Earth, like I said, this is a newer one. This one is this one's been very, very good so far. It just has like your everyday dude named Cade who just lives in his house by himself. He plays video games. He goes to his normal day job, which I don't remember the name of the job, but it's basically a Spencer's is basically the job that he works at more or less. You know the the webtoon version. You know, uh, that's basically what he just lives a normal life, dude, you know, just kind of vibes and chills. And then just randomly this fucking chick from outer space crashes outside of his house, uh, named, uh, Zaya, Zaya, I believe was her name. Uh, she obviously looks human with the exception of the spiky ears and her eyes look like the you way, the you way he put it. You know what that makes me think of? It makes me think of Squid Girl. Do you know what that series is? No, I don't. I haven't so heard of More or less one. very similar context, just... Japanese kid in high school, he's just living his everyday life, and then Squid Girl from Outer Space lands near his house and undisputes his uh, daily life. Yeah, that, that is a very similar concept. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, she looks like a human. Mine is like spiky ears, eyes are like very different, pretty color, and then she's very vibrant you know, lime green hair, which again, you know, you just dye your hair. So that's no big deal. So basically like we, we actually still to this point don't really know much about her backstory. It's been referenced on multiple occasions. Like why she like, like she left her home because it's basically shitty, but we haven't actually got to see why we're going to get to see very soon. They, uh, they recently, you know, based on what we have got, got going on right now, but the whole concept of this series is Kate is helping her to, learn how to be a human basically and live on earth because she doesn't want to go back so you know she's basically just been stuck at home you've seen a lot of disaster fiascos happen where like for example um like she accidentally did something with his game console and she tried to fix it by cleaning it by putting it in the sink and washing it and cleaning a game console like it's you know it's just her being very innocent not understanding the world and it's just further opening it up whenever you know her living there they've set like ground rules like you know he's like hey this this and that you know the third rule being like hey you know no feelings come into play whatever let's just you know, I'm, I'm here to help you. You're going to go about your business. And obviously they just continue to get closer and closer to breaking that third rule. But I mean, it's a really good series. It's very funny. It's very like, um, lighthearted shout out to my podcast. Um, and I, I, I really enjoy it. I definitely recommend you guys check it out. Art is phenomenal too. Phenomenal art for it. hundred percent. Uh, in terms of ships though, uh, just some quick shout outs I have, uh, now see when, when it comes to some of these ships, realistically, I think only like one will potentially happen. Most of like these series, they're not like, it's one of those things it's teased and set up for, but it'll probably never actually happen in any full capacity. But I do hardcore ship like Austin Noel, and it'll probably never happen based on the nature of the series, obviously. But it's something I do ship because Noel is probably my, one of my favorite characters. Uh, I do ship that one. The one that could potentially happen eventually is like Deku and uh, Uraka. I do ship that one. I know it's like the obvious main one, mm -hmm. but I do ship that one hardcore. And that could potentially happen sooner or later down the line. We'll never actually get like a lot of romance, but I, I just like that one because I love how fucking awkward they are with each other <laughs> about it. I really do. Like just seeing them be so awkward about the, you know, them both very clearly having feelings for each other is so hilarious to me. Uh, but those are two like notable ships uh, that I'd point out. One that I, I, I mentioned to Zach earlier that I'm glad it hasn't actually been explored, but I could ship it is like maybe like a Natsu and Lucy. Cause I, I do like how they keep that friendship and that's how it's maintained. I do really like stuff that, that, you know, that happens like that in series. Like here's a random example. It doesn't even involve anime. I love how, like, in the MCU, for example, they really made sure that Black Widow and Hawkeye stayed friends and that mm -hmm. never got explored. Love that. And that's kind of how I feel towards Natsu and Lucy, but if it was ever shipped, which it'll never be because Natsu's a fucking idiot, 
I'd, I'd ship it. Let's go. But Urza and Jalal, though, that one I do ship. I love those two. I love those two. Uh, but those those are some just some, some ships that I'll shout out. You got something, Zach? I do want to shout out two more series that, that came to mind because I completely forgot about this series because it's so old, but it's such a solid romance series and a classic that people should go check it out. Chobits. I've heard of that one. Chobits is such a solid romance series and story that it's a classic and just... If even if you don't like uh, romance and whatnot, give Chobits a chance. It's a very good romance drama series, and then of webtoons, um, this one, love advice from the Great Duke of Hell. Kid summons the Great Duke of Hell to ask him for advice on how to hook up with a girl, and leads to some weird shenanigans. That's fair. Oh, uh, one last ship I want to shout out, which is you know everyone has shipped it. That is a fan of this series, and just as of recently in the chapters. We got a good conclusion. Uh, Dewi Han and Mirio. Shout out to that one. Oh, Mira and Dewi Han. Okay. Yeah, yeah, shout out to that one. We finally got, ever, ever since the kiss, like three fucking seasons ago, during the, the, the God of High School tournament finals, whatever, we had that, and then it was a long period of nothing. <laughs> then there was just this whole separation thing. Yep. One went one way, the other one went this way. One forgot forgot this, then the other one forgot as soon as the other one remembered. Yep. Then they were separated by the world, then... We got our weird time fuck episodes. Yep. Yep, that's true. Uh, shout out to that one. Really like that one a lot. All right, uh, let's hit. Th- let's go through our chapters real quick. Let's make these uh, make these quick shout outs here. Uh, so kicking things off, One Piece 1003. What would you rate it? I'd give it a, I'll give it a 9 out of 10. It I'd was give good, it, but not like great. i give it an 8. Uh, what about My Hero 300? Um, that one, you know, I'll... I would give that one an eight too, just because of uh, a couple things, a couple couple things that happened in that chapter. I agree, eight's a good rating. Yeah, for I'll me. agree with eight as well. Black Clover two eighty one. I give it a uh, six because it's a goddamn tease. <laughs> you don't like teases. I mean, not really. <laughs> what about you, Josh? I'll give I'll give it a nine because the last panel was super hype, and then the um, comeback. I like that. I like that character. So. I agree. I, I'm going to give it a nine for the comeback and the setup because, you know, I'm a slut for a setup. Uh, no JJK yeah, this are. week. Uh, the uh, creator is sick, but it is coming back this upcoming week. Uh, so hop over to Dr. Stone 184. Six. Yeah, six. You know, yeah, when it's great, it's great. When it's not, it's not. Yozakora is 69. Yo, give me a nine on that one, dude. Yozakora was fucking phenomenal. Uh, what about Mashal 48? Seven. Uh, I, I'd say I'm going to give it an eight. I love the breakdancing. That was fucking hysterical. Uh, Phantom Seer 22. Yeah, I'm going to give it a six. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. It was more or less just a giant exposition setup chapter. I'm going to give it a seven just because I, I did think it was solid content. I thought it was good content. Uh, what about Sakamoto 10? Eight. Okay. Um, Samurai 3? Six. Five. Uh, ITEL C2. I do want to follow back up on ITEL C and talk about it another time. We are kind of running pretty high on the episode limit here. Uh, but ITEL C2, I'm going to probably give it, uh, I'm going to give it, uh, I think, a seven. It's good content, still good storytelling. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Uh, Eden 0129, I'm going to give this one an eight. Uh, nothing really big happened, but great content. Uh, seven Deadly Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Chapter 3. Uh, six, I think. Yeah, I, I think six is probably pretty fair. Solo leveling one thirty nine. I did not actually read this one. So Zach, what would you rate it? I'd give it a seven. Okay. Got a high school five hundred two. Eight. I think eight's pretty fair. Yeah. An ordinary two twenty. Yeah, seven. I'm gonna give it an eight just because of the the quick 
dialogue for John where John's actually starting to fucking question, which that made me happy to finally fucking see. Question himself. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give it an eight for that. What about LC98? Seven. Okay. Uh, and to wrap up the show, this is something new that I want to start doing every single week. We're gonna we're, we're gonna give what had the best chapter for the week for us. Zach, what did, what was your favorite chapter of this Sakamoto week? Sakamoto Days. Okay, Josh, what about you? What was your favorite chapter for the week? Uh, it's a toss up between My Hero, Black Clover, and One Piece. But if I had to give one, I'd say One Piece, just because I'm we're finally the part that I really wanted to be at. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm actually going to give it to Yozakora. Yozakora was phenomenal. Loved it. Cannot wait for the next chapter. Uh, I feel like next week, though, I feel like my pick will go to Black Clover. <laughs> I feel like it'll be 282. We'll see, though. We'll as, see. As long Man. as they don't cut us off again. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to be Black Clover, you just be Kaizen. I mean, Kaizen's getting really hyped. Yeah. But, hey, yeah, here's the thing. I've already seen the title for 282, and the title is, like, you know, involving Asta, but watch it be like the fucking Yuno chapter again. I was about to say, I don't trust <laughs> the titles. Yeah, watch it be like the Yuno chapter again, dude. Yeah. yeah. Don't rely on the titles too much, boy. Yeah, right. Uh, you guys have anything you want to say to close out the show here? Please like, comment, rate anything your service allows. It does help. Thank you. Yeah. See you guys. All right, well, if you made it all the way to the end of this episode, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, like they said, make sure to rate, comment on whatever platform you're on. I greatly appreciate it. Go follow us at Twitter, at Animan Podcast, where you can see Josh and sometimes myself tweet out some random things. But um, I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, we'll give more thoughts on these new series in the future. But until next time, guys, have a good one. Bye. Later. <laughs>